Oops. From Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky, Black Lightning Productions presents Bluegrass Homefront. For the week of September 27th, 2020, my name is Tiny Brian, and I am your host. With me, as always, is Victor. How you doing, Victor? Hello, Tiny Brian. How are you today, sir? Good. It is a lovely 73 degrees as we speak. As we record this on uh, some time in the past. And we are proud to say that uh, here we are, episode five. It's our first live show. We do have a live audience today. We do. So, uh, how you doing, Lexington? Doing good. See, it's a small enough audience that they just answer rather than clap. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. We I, do have. I a, represent the uh, listening audience at large. So yes, we uh, we did have a fan who who knows us in our personal life call up and. Uh, Say, hey, can I come watch? And we said, well, sure. And as long as you're watching, here's a microphone. And our associate producer and editor without vocal cords, Malachi, is the reason you just heard that uh, rattling around. We're having fun. It's loose and fun this morning. Woo! Mm -hmm. Woo! So welcome to Homefront, guys. So we do, uh, what's been going on? It's been, you know, last week was... uh, Sort of a depressing week all the way around. Was it? Just from every angle. Well, well yeah, first well, of all. It's been a depressing year, so. Well, yes, but in a depressing year, it was sort of a depressing week. And we okay. kind of got to go through it. All right. So first of all, was it Wednesday? All morning long, all the TV channels were live looking at something in Louisville waiting for a Zoom meeting. Oh, and, yeah. And, and uh, we got the, the news that Breonna Taylor's, the, the, the police who broke in and killed Breonna Taylor will receive no charges from the event. None whatsoever. None. The only charges to make it even a little worse was the uh, errant shots fired into the other apartment. So they got charged with uh, wanton endangerment. Yes, they, is, only, they were only charged for the shots that missed. Right, which is a joke. Which is, is yeah. insult to injury, really. It is. It's, it's just not even funny. And, of course, there's been that has led to protests. It has. Uh, protests, you know, all across the country, but specifically for us here in Louisville and in, here in Lexington, where we record. Right. Uh, this time, I know that when that when this all started back in the springtime, in the early summer, the protests were centered in uh, downtown, right there at Main and Lime and in front of the courthouse and all that. Okay. <clears throat> this time, they were centered more around campus. Mm. I don't know if you'd really notice that. But, no. yeah, it was, it was in campus spaces because, you know, the kids are back. Sure, and uh, which and and which led to even more sad times, because the kids went down to uh, went and tried to play some football. Yeah, and, we kind of and we did not do we did, well at that. We did not win. Well, was, they really kind of owned the game most of the game, and then uh, you throw a pick six in your own end zone, and that's that's what happens. Yeah, and it's just kind of over. I know we, we had one touchdown that was denied to us. And we that, really that call was ridiculous. And, uh, you know, just like cops, the refs aren't held accountable, so they just kind of make shitty calls and go on with that. So it's, it's a week of shitty calls here in Kentucky, unfortunately. <laughs> it is that. So, uh, and then uh, we do know that uh, Donald Trump made his nomination he to did. replace uh, – the late great Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and what's this lady's name? Yeah, I believe it is Amy Comey Bryant. 
Amy Comey Bryant. I know that one of the motivating factors about why Trump picked this person, like he had heard about this lady and was saving her for uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg because they both had three-word names. So Amy Comey Bryant replacing Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Sure. That's about all they have in common, though, right? That's that 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 and the you know certain, certain didn't, things, yeah. That they're about, female, right? Yeah, yeah. But other than that, yeah, they are very different. Uh, uh, so Ruth Bader Ginsburg is you know kind of a liberal Jew. So we're going to go from the strong Jewish woman to the good little Catholic girl, right? Yes. Is that what's happening? That's, okay. That's Just base. make sure I was with that. Yeah, the woman who is literally a handmaid in her whatever Catholic social organization she belongs to mm, without have, without getting too far into it because really the Kentucky end of this story is is about Mitch McConnell and you know Mitch McConnell has has pushed this forward and, oh, and they've, they've got the plan laid out you know the the hurry up offense I think people keep calling it you know we're gonna push this through just as quick as we can and so, sure that's what Mitch does he, yeah she'll be on the hill meeting with people in by the time this is so released, she I said by Halloween, how much are they going to beat that? No kidding. I mean, I should have taken the under. I think when you when you proposed Halloween as a <laughs> no kidding, I yeah. thought I was being generous, but no, they're they're all this much stink on shit, son. What's funny is that's the, and you were you were more generous with what you thought they'd do for Brianna too. Like we at least thought there would be a manslaughter charge. Nope, nothing, nothing. not a nothing. zero. Basically, disturbing the peace. Right. And then they wonder why people are protesting and why people are mad. Right? And, there's and no, there's no accountability ever for nothing. You're a cop. You don't get held accountable. That's the problem. That's right. So now with uh, so now that we've kind of taken these introductory topics, I do want to move on to what I know is the most serious question going on for our audience. Okay. Uh, we we have to touch on Puppy Watch 2020. Oh, the puppy. Yes, the puppy is. So, still... remind me what the puppy's name is. Is it? Uh, is it? Uh, is you have failed. Flash Gordon. No. This name. This <laughs> name is Oliver. Oh yes. You have failed remembering the name. You have failed this potty training. <laughs> no, see, it's not funny that way. Because <laughs> that means there's poop on your floor. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the puppy's still weaning. We're not going to get this thing till another couple weeks. So. So not... sometime in October. Yes, so not much to report about the puppy. It, I'll, I'll let you know when it when it shows up. So, are we prepping for Halloween with the with the family? Do we know what the kids are going to do for Halloween yet? Since no, apparently I... we're all going to have it, whether we whether whether it's safe or not. We're going to do it. Well, sure. And the ten year old son, he's like, eh, he he didn't really want to do it last year. Kind of halfway done it. He sort of went down one street and then he sat with me most of the time and hung out, handed out candy. Yeah, the only yeah. reason I've gotten Malachi to do it in the last five years of his life is because he's got a little sister, who uh, well, a little, ha- little half sister who he goes to and escort her, kind yeah. of lead her around. Well, that's different, and right? that's I, I bet I bet, I bet Isaiah's that's probably wanna, big enough for that yeah, this year. That's what we want to have this year. So save everybody some time and headache, and yeah, no kidding. And you know, our neighborhood's fine for walking around trick or treating. Dave, oh yeah, we, you live in a great neighborhood. We don't have to drive nowhere for that, so that's good. Or even come over to my neighborhood. My neighborhood is like that perfect little neighborhood for that kind of stuff. No, that requires getting in a car, though. Yeah. Why would you want to do, do that, that for? No, no. Just walk out the door. So Halloween is coming up, and I do want to talk about just a little bit. All right. Um, I want to. We we want to have kind of a Halloween special here at Bluegrass Homefront. Oh, we no. feel like. 
we feel like can, Halloween is a fairly well celebrated thing here in Kentucky. Uh, we we like the we seem to like the the spooky songs and the the haunted the scary stories. Um, you know, there's there's very few Kentuckians I've ever met who who doesn't occasionally like a good ghost story. Yeah, we have a song coming up called Holler Ghost. See, so See? and you're using all these. We we've had a spider song. Yeah. We've got, so I, I want to like I, I want to get all these Halloween themed songs together or things that we can somehow make about Halloween and. I want to get. I want to find some ghost stories. Okay. If 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 we were in a better situation, if it wasn't if we weren't in Plague World, I'd love for us to like take our microphones to Waverly and try to catch a ghost. But I, maybe you know, there's other years. For I would that. love to do the stay all night thing. It's like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, we'll just take all the recording equipment. You wouldn't do it, Trey? No. Uh, no? The audience uh, is down. not behind the stay he all is, night. Don't want to stay all night at the Waverly. Well, I mean, it's probably uncomfortable. So that's that's why it's not that's that I'd be okay. afraid. It's so if we just, got you like a, 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 a one of those really nice mattresses that other podcasts advertise. Yes, absolutely. One so it's those. it's more of a you just need a suite. Room service. Room service. Room service. So, uh, okay. What if we could get the ghost to bring you a sandwich? That would be fantastic. I'm, that, that would be some service right there. That so. would be some Yelp reviews like mm. no other. So yeah, that's what we're gonna go for this year. We're gonna we're gonna try to find some some food some food service industry spectral activity. If you know of any, uh, please re or you know if you just know of other Kentucky spooky stories or haunted places or appropriately themed music, we'd love to hear from you. And you can do that by reaching us at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. Once again, that is feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. But before we get to so but before we get to those stories. Victor, what do you have for us for music today? So first up, we got a band that you've been wanting me to get. And oh, they, I'm excited. They were grateful enough to finally answer and, and give us permission to use their wonderful music. Well, we're grateful that they answered, yes. You it's, said they were grateful. Oh, uh, well, either they way. May be grateful, they may be grateful, but I'm not going to speak for them, and you shouldn't either. So, But the Restless Leg String Band, oh. let me say that again, Restless Leg String Band, with the first song coming up called I can breathe. Let's party. Ah, love this song. We'll be right back here on Bluegrass Homefront.
Fall in love with the world 
Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Hey. So in that first set of music, we again, we heard the Restless Leg Stream Band with I Can Breathe, Let's Party, followed by the GRE with Fall in Love with the World, and Jeannie Johnson Terry with One Tear Too Many. And all of us here at Bluegrass Homefront would like to personally thank Jeff Ritchie from the GRE. He has been uh, instrumental in, in helping us out, finding more artists, and he was grateful enough to give us some of his own music. And uh, Yeah, he's our first real notch into the Berea music scene that yep. we know is out there. Yep, and they're getting ready to have a little music festival coming up, I believe, on the uh, 16th. Yeah, the middle of October. Yep, so, so check that so out. So is it the GRE or the GREE? I see it as the GRE. It's I mean, all, it is it's, all, it's three capital, it's it, not the graduate record exam. I imagine that it stands for Jeff Ritchie experience or something like that. <laughs> I love I bands that, I mean, that go out there to have an I experience. But when he hears this, he'll let me know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jeff listens. If you so. know what GRE stands for, <laughs> reach out to us at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. Oh. Uh, so, so, yeah, anyway, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, some great music this time. And, yeah, I am a huge fan of the Restless Leg String Band. We used to play them on the old show. Yeah. Uh, famously, that particular album has a, a birthday cake on the cover, which it I does. find hilarious. So uh, let's go ahead and get into our first segment here. All right. So for what we're going to do first this this uh, in this episode, we're going to go back to, oh, goodness, where is it in northern Kentucky? Which county was it up there that Carly's from? It's in Boone County. Boone and, and County. More specifically, Hebron. Yeah, the Hebron. Yeah, and I wanted it to be Hebron County, and it wasn't Hebron County. And then my no, it's Boone County. So we're going to go back to Boone County, to Hebron, just a couple miles off the Ohio River. Yep. And uh, But we're going to go back and uh, talk to a girl from the mountains. Carly Dawn. Carly Dawn. Over, she's from Rowan County. Moorhead. So, yeah, right. Moorhead, Moorhead, Berea. These are some big places we're hitting here in Kentucky in our first season. So. Well, when you want some, some art and some oh, music, yeah. those no, are two I towns you, want to, that that you was, want to visit. Yes, I'm. that's what I mean. All right. So, yeah, we're going to go back to, to Carly Dawn, and she's going to talk to us this time and play us another song, but talking specifically about traditional music as documented in Kentucky. So she's got a great thing going on there. All right. So we'll go back to Carly, and uh, then we'll play some more music, and then we'll be back here on Bluegrass Homefront. So this is a that looks like that? a vintage. How, is this where did this? Uh, You've brought out your uh, banjo now. Yes. Um, well, uh, my first banjo was also real old, around the same age, eighteen nineties. And so that's a that's a that's a over a hundred year old. Yeah, banjo this would be somewhere between eighteen nineties oh, and nineteen ten. It is, it is. A lot of the, you know, I play the old time, mountain style. Does, um, it, does it have a particular name? What kind of tell us this about This is that. yeah, and so I went to get a new quote unquote ban <laughs> banjo when my younger son took up banjo playing a whole lot and was wanting to take it with him when he'd go off and visits dad whatever and so i said well we need a new banjo in the family so uh c called up my very good friend and mentor george r gibson out of knock county kentucky he is a he is a music historian and also a legendary uh banjo legend living legend and so many of us have got to learn off of him and be inspired by him and he's uh encouraged me on it over the years and so anyway he also deals with the antique instruments and so i knew he was the dude to call <laughs> and he said um he had several that 
you know, he thought I, I should look at and be able to give me a real good deal on. And um, this was a bacon, known as a bacon uh, banjo. It originally was, this is the original head. And if you see this whiter area or lighter colored area mm -hmm. that didn't get uh, oxygen to it or whatever, um, this was actually originally a banjo mandolin or a mandolin banjo okay. made by Bacon. And so, and I actually have the mandolin head or stock or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, how do you say? Neck. Not head. <laughs> neck. neck, yes. Okay. The neck, there we go. I have the, it's the, some body part. <laughs> <laughs> I have the mandolin, uh, yes, neck somewhere in storage. But yeah, and so um, uh, uh, another friend of mine, actually, I met him the very day I went down and bought this banjo down in Whitesburg. Um, the son of the luthier who made this neck to go on this old banjo pot, uh, this uh, was made by James E. Webb. He's got a, a sh music shop, an old, cool music shop in Tomahawk, Kentucky. Tomahawk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that very day, I buy this banjo. Uh, George had these a few of his instruments for sale at the Roundabout Music Company there in uh, it's a music store there in Whitesburg. So I went down there to pick it up and then walked across the street to see if my good friend uh, John Haywood was around. He had a um, art gallery slash tattoo parlor across the street. And I said, well, maybe he's around. I'll show him a new banjo. He's a banjo player. Mm. And we played in a band together and, and had all kinds of great adventures. But uh, he's one of my favorite banjo players and singers in the world. And somebody you definitely need to talk to, John Haywood. Uh, he's a celebrated artist and painter. He's had paintings hanging in the rotunda at the state capitol. He did a painting of uh, Abraham Lincoln. That okay. It was there and may still be there. Um, but he's a fantastic banjo player and singer. And he has a tattoo shop. So anyway, across the street, show him a new banjo. Oh, he's oohing and on over it. We're hanging out for a minute. And uh, a friend of his was there. And I don't think I'd met him until then. And all of a sudden I say, yeah, I just bought this banjo off of George, uh, George Gibson, blah, blah, blah. And this new, head was, this new neck was made for it. And this friend of my friend John said, yeah, I think my dad made that neck. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was just such a crazy small world. And we've become great friends over the years too, James Webb himself. And uh, he's got two, uh, two twin boys, like, like I had twin boys that... Uh, They've just been thrilling the state with their playing and singing. They play fiddle and banjo and sing, and they're just... So, tell me something, because I'm, yeah. I, I like to sing, and I'm, I like music, but I'm not a musician. Uh, what makes... Why would why do you prefer this beautiful... I mean, it's a beautiful instrument, and, and, you know, 150 years old, over just going out and buying a, a new banjo. What makes that oh, one better? Wow. Um... Just the, for me, the sound, the tone, the feeling, um, you know, I'm no, I'm not an expert <laughs> and I wish I could give a better, the size a, a of cooler it. answer, but, uh, the size of it suits you though. It's considerably it, it smaller is, than it a is smaller. Um, it might be one more comfortable if we Yeah, uh, exactly. And then, uh, the neck that James E. Webb made is just awesome. And it is also, uh, I believe historically suited for this you know type of 
Well, it's, a, it's a beautiful instrument. Thank now, it's you. Love, and it's wonderful that it's still getting used. Just the oh. tone. Just uh, yeah. was just good. <laughs> and when, oh. when, when George R. Gibson tells you he has a, a couple banjos for you to look at, you know, I definitely trust, you go look trust at the that. You definitely go, now. you know. And, and yeah, we paid a little more than oh, we needed to. But and he also gave us an incredible deal. This was would would have been way out of my, would way out of my abilities if, if I hadn't you know known Jordan all. But anyway, just my first banjo was also an older one, and it was uh, I think they called it a ladies' parlor or ladies' banjo. It was a little smaller, and I just loved it. Never ever thought I would get another one. Did not want another one. But again, my son. Elliot took up banjo, and I said, well, you know, we need another one in the family. Turns out we're a two-banjo family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so you want to do a little picking and a grinning with that? And let's, uh... Oh, sure. Um... <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'll do you the song here I got from um, the Alan Lomax recordings when he visited Kentucky in 1937 to record all the traditional musicians that he could find. And this one here is from Jeans Mullins, called Bend in the Bend. Every night 
back to bluegrass Homefront. so i hope you enjoyed the little segment with carly and she brought us our first song at the end of that segment called bend in the bend and that was followed by rainbow star with holler ghost and finally e flat with never mind the bullshit hmm. great selection of music this week vic all right I've, yeah you know, we keep talking about how great the music is on this show and we've got to uh, we've definitely got to put together a playlist uh, of some of this music so you can find it on Spotify. Or oh, yeah. We're definitely doing sa- that. Yeah, that's, so. that's coming up. We've probably got... Uh, yeah, this is called a tease, folks. This yeah. is where we kind of talk about something before it actually happens. Yeah. So we'll, we'll so put- look for that soon. Yeah, we're we're soon going to take a... You're going to be able to find a lot more about the music we're finding here. In the, and we've, we're, we've managed to find some really great artists. Oh, that's... Some, uh, again, some really it's cool one, songs. some of the best part of doing this is all the music we've discovered yep. as we've been kind of doing going through this process. It's right. been pretty great. So for our final segment this, this, uh, this afternoon or this episode, we're going to return to Tyner, Kentucky. Tyner. Tyner. T-Y-N-E-R. We took Tiny Brian to Tyner. Oh I know. Gosh. It 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 it's it felt like kismet as the old folks would so say. So we're going to talk to the cheese lady again. Yes, we are returning, and and we're actually going to talk more about cheese. You may have we we had some people say that you know this cheese segment there wasn't a lot of cheese discussion. There will be in this one, but yes, in this one you're going to get a lot more cheese, and you're going to find about the uh, the cheesy nature of our legislature a little bit. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll find out who cut the cheese. Yeah, who cut the cheese in the courthouse, in the Capitol. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, there's a lot going on here. And so, yes, we, we return you now to Jackson County for more with our favorite cheese lady. Enjoy. So did you discover cheese making before you moved here or after? Uh, after. We um, hooked up with my friend, the one that actually got me this cow milk. Uh, she was doing a raw milk cow share, which is legal in Kentucky, by the way. And we were doing that for about a year. And then my husband's like, well, hey, we have barn space. Why don't we get a couple of dairy goats? And so we did. And then very quickly realized you can't drink a gallon of milk a day. No. no. So, <laughs> so with all the, time trying. Yeah, with all this milk coming out of our ears, we very, quick, I very quickly went, well, let me see. I've always liked cheese as a kid. I mean, I grew up in San Diego. And best parts of summer would be, you know, sneaking into the kitchen and the fridge and cutting off a big old chunk of that really gross orange cheddar cheese that came in a really funky block and just eating it plain. Nothing else. Because it was cool, it was creamy, it was nice. and So I've always liked cheese. And um, I said, well, let me see if I can figure out how to make cheese. So, okay. Got one of those little starter kits and screwed up a whole bunch. And then finally I started making things that tasted more like cheese and weren't hard as blocks. And... Um, and I was like, hey, well, let me try something else and try something else. And pretty soon it just got way out of hand. That is the ginormous cheese press. <laughs> it's actually a fruit and lard press, along with all the other ones. But it works. they work really great for cheese presses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it down and it'll push it into the mold. Mm -hmm. and... Yep. Neat. Cool. A lot of them are, a lot of people have ones where you know, it gives you pounds per inch or pounds whatever. Like, hey, you don't really need it. I kind of do eyeball. But um, that'll stay... It'll press over about 24 or so hours. I'll come through here and crank it down a little bit, and I'll go back through somewhere, and I'll crank come through again, get it. You know, usually I'm doing laundry or something back and mm -hmm. forth. I'll crank it down a little bit, and tomorrow sometime I'll flip it over and then um, crank it down some more, and then in the evening it'll go into the drying fridge. So... Is that the one we saw downstairs, or is that the storage fridge? Oh, that's the storage fridge. No, I got, I got cheese in the drying fridge here. I'll show you in just a second. Let me... All right. I slightly clean up my disaster I made. There's just no clean way of doing this. So let's talk a little bit about some of the controversy re related to your cheese making here. Because the state doesn't, it, I mean, if you were to try to sell this in like an open market, they're, they're, they wouldn't allow it, correct? No, not allowed. Because um, of the raw milk. Because of the raw milk, regardless of the fact that, you know, I have my milk tested, I keep strict sanitation, everything like that. It's because... From what we've kind of figured out, it's a big dairy thing, you know. They're they're always lobbying to keep their products and everything. They don't want the little guys to have their sh any share of the market at all, which is kind of sad because I mean, there's a lot of really talented people out there that can make some pretty awesome cheese, but they're not allowed to, mm -hmm. or at least not allowed to sell it. Right. And I mean, even just allowing us to sell at farmers markets, you know, you can add another. Whoops. Uh, you know, another few thousand dollars a year income to your farm. Sure. And in all honesty, if we didn't have our retirement checks from the military, we couldn't afford to be farmers. No. It no. costs that much. Yeah, farmer farming is used to be cheap. Used to be able to do it subsistently, but mm. not. Yeah, not when you're paying like two some two sixty something a gallon for diesel, and you know you have a really big diesel tractor. And yep. I need to dump that before I take it to the other room. This is the other problem because I'm 
still consider kind of home-based cheese making. I can't, and there's no legalities for it, I can't put in for any grant money or anything like that. Because I would love to have a, you know, a, a dairy kitchen where I can just go make cheese and not have to deal with my husband trying to make breakfast in the morning or me with a pile of dishes and everything else. It would be just so nice to have a dedicated place to go. Not last year, but the year before, I was working with Representative Goforth mm -hmm. on um, a small dairy bill. Right. I, I remember mean, when that was a thing. Yeah, and basically I modeled it after New Hampshire's House Bill 1402, which allows up to 20 gallons a day of raw, I put raw or pasteurized, just because some people just prefer to pasteurize. Right. You know, 20 gallons of milk a day into cheese, butter, kefir, whatever you wanted, you know, yogurt, whatever you wanted to make it into. Mm -hmm. But it would also allow you to sell this at farmer's markets, you know, on-farm, local sales, anything like that, just to help out. Just as long as you're not actually throwing it in the Walmart. Like yeah. Like a sort of farmer-based sales. Yeah, it was just all, you know, small, small scale sales. And um, it was looking really promising until the head of the Ag Committee um, got a hold of the bill and saw the word raw in there and completely flipped out and killed the bill and didn't even allow it to get read in committee. So... <sighs> And who is that now? That's Ag Commissioner. Who is the Ag Commissioner now? Richard Heath. Uh, no, oh, that, down here. She okay. said, no, she's talking about the Chairman of the Agriculture yeah. Committee. Oh, okay, Committee. I got you. I got you. Not the Agriculture Commissioner. I thought Commissioner. you meant the actual... Uh, no, I've actually approached him with Quarles, that, yeah. and I didn't get very much response either. But um, but we figuring that 20 gallons is actually not a really huge amount. Mm -hmm. You know, not. that's like two, a couple cows worth a day. But it's more designed for, you know... A lot of people that were dairy farmers here lost their, when Walmart pulled all the milk contracts, they lost a lot of stuff. So some of them still want to have a few cows around. They want to keep the tradition of the family going, and that would help them out. Yeah. And so Walmart used to source some of their milk from here? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Kentucky dairies, you know, fed straight into Walmart. And mm -hmm. when Walmart, you know, yanked the contracts in favor of going commercial farming, that hurt all these, you know, small farmers. And... Um, you know, a lot of people, that's that's all they've known all their life. And, you know, to take the dairy out of the person, you know, it's much the same as like a coal miner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. when, they're sort of lost when that happens. Yeah. And they're, they're, they kind of go, what do I do with life? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the same thing was happening in New York State. And they were having a lot of farmers commit suicide. Because really? Because they lose their dairies. And they just, they lose, lose their dairies. They have hundreds of thousands of dollars of bills that they can't figure out how to pay back. And they're like, well, if I take my life, then... My wife will get the insurance policy, and at least she can pay the bills off and have a little bit to live on. So it was very That's sad. Rough. Yeah, that is sad. Um, the good, the, the interesting about raw milk is you, you can buy raw milk cheeses in Kroger. You can. Hmm. The you know the simple truth they have they sell raw milk Monterey Jack and raw milk Colby. Yep. Um, the Krogers up in Richmond are the ones that have the micro, uh, marketplaces. You can buy all kinds of raw milk cheeses that are made in the United States or Europe. You just can't buy any raw milk cheeses that really were made in Kentucky. There's only like one, maybe two dairies around here, and they only do a very, very limited amount of raw milk cheese. So for some of our people who may be listening and hearing you say raw milk, and maybe that, that scares them, it's like, oh, it's raw. It's, give, give me an idea of, 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 I know you've mentioned it as we've kind of walked around doing the cheese stuff, but let's talk about the safety protocols that you take when you're making your your personal cheese here. Okay, well, I mean, it starts at the goat. We use an iodine-based utter wash that was recommended by my friend at UK who's a PhD in microbiology. 
So udders get washed, udders get dried, hands get washed in the same thing. So if I'm hand milking, then, you know, milk mm -hmm. into your clean, sanitized stainless steel container. Sure. So the goats get milk. Milk comes down to the house. It gets strained through a strainer into sterilized jars. Mm -hmm. Goes immediately into the refrigerator where it's kept at at least 39, if not colder. Usually I'm freezing stuff accidentally because I've got it set too cold. Uh, um, and it's the day to make cheese. The jars are brought out. I put the jars in my kitchen sink with a sous vide and set to the correct temperature. So when I'm ready to make cheese, the milk is already the correct temperature. I add my cultures to the pot, put the milk in the pot and away we go. Um, by the end of the day of normally making cheese, I've washed my hands probably, you know, 50, 60 times, wiped everything down a hundred times and, you know, wore gloves when, you know, you guys saw me wearing gloves when I'm packing the molds and everything Absolutely. and, you know, so it's, it's, it's very, very, very clean. I mean, the, the cooperative that I work with me and two other ladies, we have our milk tested at UK quite regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, and raw milk, if it's handled correctly, stored correctly, it's actually very, very safe. In fact, it's actually a lot safer than some of the stuff in the grocery stores. Um, hmm. It does not have as long of a shelf life. You may get at the most 14 days out of it before it starts to go a little funky. But there's also the fact that the raw milk has all of the beneficial bacteria and things that your body needs. Right. Mm -hmm. to feed your body whereas pasteurized milk has had it all basically cooked out of it so pasteurized yep. milk is dead milk right yep. it's not my microbiologist doesn't even consider it a food he goes it's nothing it's just white water <laughs> it's cereal it's cereal liquefier <laughs> yeah pretty much so i mean in the raw milk cheeses there a lot of people say that they're because of the beneficial bacteria and the fact that it's very unique bacteria to the area, I mean, with what the animals eat, it all goes through their milk, mm -hmm. that the cheese has a certain, what they, the French call it the terroir, mm -hmm. the taste of the area, the taste of the earth. This is Joey Aces from Joey Aces and the Deal. You're checking out the Bluegrass Homefront Podcast. So, you know, the more I hear... Kathy talking and uh, I mentioned this on the ride home from the actual interview in the car I was like you know she should run for office she really should and and ever since I said it Victor hasn't been able to stop talking about what's, it what's the old dude's name down there go forth. go forth is yeah I think yeah go forth yeah let's go forth him on down the road and let's put in Kathy so yes we really like Kathy here yeah. at Bluegrass Homefront Kathy so, Rowe it's Kathy yeah. Rowe yeah. yes There's, technically my uh I have a I am a Rowe from yeah. back home, yeah. but uh, Woodard being a Florida name. But uh, we're not related, given that she's from California. You never know. Never know. Well, yeah. We're all related, right? That's what the that's what they tell us. I'm all so right. confused right now. You're confused. Ah, yeah. joining us I'm again is... I'm a Woodard, but I'm a row in California. And well, I mean, you, you know, like... It's like the, this guy, Greg, I used to grow up with. We called him Pennsylvania, but he was from Texas, and... We had a guy we called Alabama because he said he was there, but he, from there, but he really wasn't. He wasn't. No. He's from so like we, we called miles. him Alabama all the way through high school. He's from That's like hilarious. Three mile or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Okay. Which is an actual place. It is. Monkey Town. Another yes. I do. I've, I've been to Monkey Town. The new voice you hear is our, uh, our audience for today, who we actually brought in and pulled up to the microphone. 
That's uh, Trey. Good to, good to have you here, Trey. Thank you for having me, fellas. I've had a blast today. I'm glad you had it. you've had a good time. We've enjoyed having you here. We did give him the exclusive fan service, so uh, the fan treatment. So he's kind of seen exactly how the sausage is made and how we get Malachi's vocal cords out of his neck. It's, I know it's a little disgusting, but, you know. Yeah, you, I've turned away at the end. Yeah, the trauma the last, will fade. The last part with the twist yeah no in a couple days though it's like it never happened yeah yeah he's a fast healer he's a trooper man. he really is yeah he he's definitely you know there for the podcast so so uh have so have you listened to all of our episodes now trey how long you've been listening to us i mean we've not exactly been doing this a year but well i know i've got the last uh the first three Mm-hmm. I think I missed the last one, so I've got one to catch up on. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, from the time that we're doing this, you've still got a couple days mm-hmm. until until the next one drops. So yeah, until this one drops, you can hear both both stories about the cheese lady. Or did yes. you hear the one about the cheese lady? Well, I've heard the first one. Oh well, then oh, okay. you're up to date. Then you're yeah. up to date. Oh, from, okay. from where we're yeah. sitting, the cheese. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, cheese case, lady's going back to back. I'm anxiously awaiting. The conclusion of the cheese story. Of the cheese lady, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, so, she, and by this point, you'll have heard it. So Yeah, I'm know. really invested. So, I mean, couldn't y'all give me some kind of, like, sneak preview or something just to whet my appetite? She also off, has a lot air. of dogs. I mean, well, we can do it off air. Okay, yeah, 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 we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll okay. give you some. We, we have some details, right. yeah. Right. So, uh. I mean, because you had me at cheese. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's, That's yeah. kind of what we were hoping. And then Kentucky cheese. To go mm-hmm. with it, and she does. She makes the real deal Kentucky cheese, and now. is a real voice for the farmers down there too. Yeah, she really so, is. You know, she made a lot of great points about how the about about how cheese could actually help these farmers who used to do the milk for Walmart. Yeah, and you know how they how being able to do that kind of thing could really save some of the family farms down there. So right. we are we want it safe. We want to make sure that if you're not pasteurizing your milk and you're making cheese that it's well, safe. But well, if it's as long well, as it's safe, we're for it. Yeah. And you know, the whole the whole foods or a whole paycheck rather gets to sell it. So why don't yeah. the local farmers get to sell it? We're just asking for a little bit of fairness. Just a little parody. Yeah. So there you are. Mhm. All right. So uh we do want your feedback. Again, if you've got any scary stories specifically, we're looking for those or if you've got questions or comments or if we mess something up that you just feel like we have to know that we mess something up and you need to correct us, you can do that at uh, feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. Once again, that is feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. Feedback. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Tiny Brian, T-Y-N-I-B-R-I-A-N. You can follow Victor. He is at Vito X Me. That's V-I-T-O-X-M-E. And a fight has broken up, broken out between me and Malachi over a Bluetooth speaker, in case you're wondering what all that beeping was about. They, they both can't quit fidgeting with it. Well. You know, it's just, could have just left it alone in fidget, general. Fidget. 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 Trey, are you on Twitter? No, I'm not. Probably the wiser course. Yes. I'm um, not really on Twitter either, no, but no. I have a handle on everything, but I, I'd be amazed if people started following me. Yeah, somebody should. Tw- somebody out there, if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now and you have a Twitter account, open it up, just send a single tweet, just say hi to Vito X me because you will give my co-host a heart attack. Oh, wait. To be fair, I do have Twitter. Oh, you do? I just never, ever use it. Yeah, it's, it's I don't I, know. I think it's at Trey Dameron. 
Okay. Well, so go you, check you, it out. If you're interested, you can try that. But I'm mainly a Facebook. You're on Facebook. Oh, yeah, we're all on Facebook. And you can follow us on Facebook. Where just search Bluegrass Homefront. You can find us there. We're also on Instagram. You can find us there. On Twitter, we actually are BGHF Podcast. Because as I say, as I have famously said, Bluegrass Homefront is too long for Twitter. It just turns out Bluegrass Homefront. And definitely give us a follow on there. Yeah, definitely give us a follow on on Instagram and on on Facebook. Come come like us, and uh, we always share extra music, so you can come find more music that we share for our artists through the week. Yeah, uh, and, we and, share pictures about and, where we've been. And definitely give us some feedback on our on our artists. You know, if you really like something and you want to make a comment about it, you want to hear maybe some more music from an artist, let me know. Yeah, let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you love, what you want to hear more of. That's what we're here to find out, and because yep. we are here to serve you, and uh, we do thank you for listening as always. So we do want to leave you. So, so earlier this week, Victor, okay, we uh, we had our first in studio interview where someone came here to Nuthouse Studios. Ooh, we sure did. And uh, so we're not we didn't do it this week. So, but uh, we we want to give you just a little bit of a tease. And uh, and who you can expect next week? I think probably both segments. Probably, next week. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we will have Kentucky Sports Radio's own Ryan Lemon. Yeah, we're very excited. And Ryan came in studio and did a did an interview with us, and we appreciate that. And uh, we're we're very excited to bring that to you next week. Yeah, so tune in here. Tell your friends. Subscribe. You can subscribe in all your favorite podcast players. We do see most of you are still listening on the browser. So you're just clicking links in your pot in your iPhone, your Android, or your computer, and listening right there. But remember, you can actually you can su- you can subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts in uh, I and, yeah iHeart. We are available on iHeart Radio. You can subscribe on Spotify. Yep. And when you them. do that, as soon as a new episode drops on Tuesday morning, it'll be available for you. So, Bluegrass Home Brunt is Brunt. Yes, Bluegrass Home Brunt. That's where we, we're, we're just really mean and talk to people harsh. Uh, no, that would be gra- Bluegrass Home Blunt. We, we, should, we should do like a segment like Invention of Lying, you know, and just, mm-hmm. just really just say it. Just, just like Bluegrass this. Home Blunt. Yeah. And I'd do a whole segment about that. That would be hilarious. It's like it's 5 o'clock on Thanksgiving somewhere in the mountains. Now we're all going to find out what we really think. Yeah, no kidding. <sighs> all right. Let's make one more run at this. Bluegrass Homefront is produced by me, Tiny Brian, with Victor, who is also our music, uh, our music master, supervisor, music supervisor. That's the word. Malachi Woodard is our associate producer and editor, and uh, Bluegrass Homefront is produced by Blacklight Moon Productions. You can send us your feedback anytime. One more time at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. And a special thanks goes to Catherine Leon Anderson and Michael Trent. And for today, our special guest. Yes, thank you to our live audience one more time. Trey, Trey Dameron. Thanks for having me. All right. So thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, do remember to beware of rabbits. They eat carrots. Got shot 20 deep. <laughs>